What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome back to our 300 episode of the Sixer Sense Podcast. I'm your host Lucas with Jonathan here and longtime faces of the podcast, Uriah and Chris. They are back as special guests for this 300th episode. Guys, 300 episodes since 2019. Guys, we've been here for a long time. A lot of memories, a lot to talk about tonight. Before we get into the main stuff though, we just had our fantasy basketball draft. For the Sixer Sense, uh, any comments, any any declarations of war, guys? Before we get into it, can I Chris just start drafted off by saying James Harden and Lucas drafted Ben Simmons, and I drafted Kyrie. All hypocrites. Yeah. Okay. All hypocrites. No, 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 no. How am I hypocritical for drafting James Harden? Someone explain. How is he? Okay, okay. Question: Why did you draft him so early? He's because not going to play right away. Twenty-six and eleven last year. He, he led the league in assists. And, and he's probably seven. not going like, to play at the beginning of this year. And who knows how long it's going to take okay, him to get into but shape. I've been in the playoffs every year. So I'm Chris plays the long game. Last year? Yeah, but Chris, I won last year. Yeah. If anything, yeah, I trust Jonathan's fine. judgment Lucas, more than yours. Lucas, I understand you don't have experience with these things. Oh, okay. If that's the shots, uh, is that if, is this how this 300 <laughs> episodes going to go? This is how this is going to go. Shots fired. Let's go. No, look, I drafted Ben Simmons because I think he and Jonathan knows for the last couple of weeks I've been saying I think Ben Simmons is going to make a comeback. And on that note, before we get into it, let me just ask you guys this real quick. Ben Simmons. Does return to all-star form. You know, prior Atlanta Hawks series, Ben Simmons. Won't happen. James Harden gets out, and we don't get a great return for him, which seems likely at this point. Did the Sixers lose the Ben Simmons trade? I mean, duh. But who cares? Apparently not you. <laughs> you really Chris even a so Sixers fan now that you're writing for the whole NBA? It doesn't sound like it, Chris. What was that? Doesn't sound like you're a real Sixers fan anymore. Writing He's players. so happy to be you like have liberated. To make a trade every day of the week, and if it turns out, if it goes south, it goes south. There's risk in every trade. Sixers made mm. the right move. Maybe the Nets end up being happier about it in five years. But let's mm. just have to pick it There's more. There's more upside to having Harden than Ben Simmons. I don't care what he's doing in the preseason. Yeah. Harden can still like, ball. Let's be real. The Sixers would have James Harden right now if Maury had like talked to the guy for a couple weeks there. Like this is Maury really made his own bed here. Like, well, hold up, Chris, Chris, Chris. Let's save that for later. We're gonna save it okay. for later. Let's get into well, the last. Just before, just, 
Yeah, just ahead. before we jump to the preseason game, another declaration of war, I think, was a hint that, yeah, I beat Chris in the championship last year. We all are well aware of that. Mm-hmm. I also took all the Thunder players this year, so he couldn't do that. <laughs> so I am yeah, uh, coming at look, you, Chris. I, I mean, I'm all for living your own personal truth, but like, I didn't overdraft guys just to make a point. I was trying to win <laughs> this year. Uh, so I, okay, I well, I mean, we'll see. I'll admit, I, I had to show some restraint on that front, but I, I feel pretty good about my team. Guys, guys, he was talking about drafting their rookie, uh, Kaysen Wallace. He, yeah, Chris was talking the, about it. I got the Thompson twins at the end who are both going to be you know top 50 players in the next four years, so I'll be fine. I'm, but will I'm they be this good thing we're Yeah, good thing we're playing for the next four years. All right, that being yeah, said, well, let's get it. Let's go ahead and get into this past preseason game. The Sixers played against the Nets. They won 127-19. Joel, James Harden, Daniel House, and Korkmaz did not play. Joel was a late scratch. Oh, P.J. Tucker didn't play either. I forgot to add that. Yeah, P.J. Tucker didn't play. So, let's start out with the good, and I'll start with Uriah first. What was the good from this game? What did you see good from this game? Kelly Oubre, baby. Sixers finally have a solid offensive threat off the bench. He's agile. He's quick. He can shoot. He has great hair. What more can you ask from a six-man? Because the uh, hair is the most important part, more, right? You can ask for more points than field goal attempts. Oof. My hot take. It's the, it's the preseason. And by the way, yeah, well, but... I'll say the bad. It's okay, okay. So let's go to Chris. What was the good in this preseason game? Um, Paul Reed, great night. Um, <laughs> wow, looks really good out there. Not even missing a beat. Twenty-one minutes. Um, <laughs> Deanthony Mountain had ten assists. That's that's great. That's obviously never going to happen again in his life. But okay, it's good to see him showing different sides of his game. Okay. Um, all right. Let me let me go ahead and well, before you okay. steal all of them, Chris. Let me give one right. to Jonathan here. Jonathan, what's I mean, good? Go- I'm sticking with Uriah. I said on the last podcast, Ubre. I mean, who else is taking those shots, Chris? Oh God, Ubre, Max, Ubre. Ubre, if Ubre is like starting games, the Sixers are just cooked at that point. <laughs> well, I mean, they did Ubre, beat the Nets, so Ubre should not be playing over Springer, House, any of those guys. That's a hot oh, take. Wow. It's a hot, hot, correct. Oh my! Wow. Not that All right, right. I'll talk. I'll I'll take some good here. I'll take some good. First off, I think it's finally good that um, Nick Nurse realized that Mo Bamba is unplayable, and that he had uh, Philip Petrusev early in the rotation. I also love the fact that Pat Beverly was willing to get ejected for ta- for uh, protecting Petrusev. That was cool. I like that. And of course, Chris, I'm surprised you didn't mention this first because it is the name of your fantasy. Basketball team. James Springer had another great night. Five of nine from the field. Made his one three-point attempt. Five rebounds, including three offensive, three steals, and 11 points in 24 minutes. Yeah. I was getting there, but someone told me to stop. Well, I didn't want you to steal everybody else's thunder. So, that being said, uh, you know, Tyrese (laughs) fell back on his back. uh, Had to sit out pretty much the second half. Uh, You know, Tobias Harris had 18 points. That was pretty cool. Um, not the most efficient, not the most inefficient. You know, it is what it is. Story um, of my life. Tobias had 18 points. Do not, not, do not hate on Tobias Harris. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I have a lot yeah. of energy built up. I haven't done this in a while. <laughs> we can tell. <laughs> we can tell. Um, so what is the bad? I'll start with Chris because he seems to be chomping at the bit. Um, Bad Kelly Oubre, 24 shots, 21 points. <laughs> I... Look, I respect it. It's the preseason. That's what he does. He he gets up shots. He's not, like, the worst player ever, okay? I might be slightly exaggerating. Slightly. But I, it's not the slightly. ideal setup. Um, yeah, you know, I, I it wasn't, like, a ton of bad in this game. I You know, Ben Simmons had, like, eight turnovers, right? It was pretty bad. See, I can, I can do it. But, there you um, go. Yeah, you know, it was a pretty decent game, all things considered. It's kind of sucky that we haven't seen, like, Joel or James for 
different reasons. Like, I know it's preseason. Who cares? But, like, most teams have their guys play at least one preseason game. Doesn't seem like we're going to see Joe out except for maybe this Hawks game coming up. Um, but, yeah, I mean, overall, they got the win with a bunch of bench guys. And uh, Kelly Oubre taking 24 shots. So, good for them. All right. Uriah, what's the bad? The bad from the Sixers? Yeah. I think, um, oh, man, Mo Bamba. I can't stress <laughs> how, how disappointed I am that this guy. Me too, man. In, what, five preseason games or whatever? Three. He looks like, no, it's, it's been more than three, right? It's, it's been three preseason games, Uriah. Feels uh, long. Feels it longer. feels longer, right? Yeah. I'm getting my Phillies and Eagles mixed up right now with the Sixers. But anyway, yeah, just. Mo Bamba, what's going on with this guy? He, well, I mean, there's a reason language. why he, he's been bounced around a little bit now. I guess this is it. Yeah. yeah well, I his, mean, his body language just shows he's disinterested. What did we yeah. really expect out of Mo Bamba? I mean, a the, the tools are there, just not the he's attitude. He's like the third, fourth happening. string center on a minimum contract. I, I don't know. I think maybe we hit the bar too high. I think you're right. So, that being said, Jonathan, what's the bad here? Uh, I think my bad's going to be Chris's take because he's, <laughs> he said Kelly Oubre had more field goal attempts than points. You know who yeah. else did? DeAnthony Melton. Maxie had the same amount of points okay. as shots that he took. Right. Tobias Harris, one less, one more point than field goals taken. Paul Reed, three more points than field goals taken. So everyone was putting up okay. shots tonight. Just That's my take. Three more points compared to three fewer points is totally different. That's a big spread. and. Melton had eight rebounds and ten assists and played. He's just much better defender than Ubre. He does other things. Ubre doesn't do other things. That's the thing. Ubre Melton was a things. plus ten and Ubre was Ubre, a plus nine. It's preseason. I don't. It doesn't really matter. But like Ubre does one thing. That's all I'm trying to get at with Ubre. Well, it's, I mean, yeah. Chris, Chris, on. Chris, hang on, hang on. In his defense, Ubre had two steals and two blocks, too. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, he, so I'm not saying this was the worst <laughs> game ever. I was just pointing out a simple fact that he took 20. Are you saying the one thing? 21 points. Are you saying the one thing he does is score points? He takes shots. It's probably the better way to Look, Chris, all that <laughs> matters is uh, you, you just have to know that the Anthony Melton's hair cannot touch Ubre's hair. That's, that's what that's this true. is all about. That's no plays with style. No arguments. Miguel um, Ubre has had the best hair that I've seen and that lefty, in a few years. That left-handed shot just looks so smooth. It's sweet. I don't know if it mm-hmm. looks smooth, man. I'm not really mm-hmm. a fan of watching lefties shoot. Um, that being said... I'll say the bad here. What's wrong with lefty shooting? I don't know, man. This looks funky. It looks Uh so random. It looks funky. Shots fired at Joe Ingles. Yeah, it is a fire at Joe Ingles. Him and his dad haircut. Okay. (laughs) The bad here for me is that Joel Embiid did not play. They said it was because he got sick. Conspiracy theorist to me is that he's sitting out because the James Harden stuff hasn't been resolved yet. That's conspiracy theorist to me. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. You're wrong. Uh, I probably am, but like, look, (laughs) it is kind of eerie that him nor James have played, and we'll definitely talk about James here in a minute, why he hasn't played and why it probably doesn't look like he will play. But player of the game, guys, let's go through it. Jonathan. Kelly Uber. Yeah, I'm going Tobias Harris. (laughs) Consistent. (laughs) 18 18 points, nine (laughs) rebounds, three assists, two of three, two of four from downtown. Just best player on both ends of the floor tonight, probably. All right, all right. What about uh-huh. you, you, Uriah? Jaden Springer. Didn't happen tonight, but that's fine. Um, you said Jaden Springer? <laughs> okay. Chris missed that. I, I said Jaden Springer. I, I, I was happened to say Springer, say. too. Guys, Springer is that dude. I'm just telling you right now, Springer should be getting legit so, minutes this year. Like, I'm 100% I, absolutely serious. Like, throw the bit to the side for two seconds. Springer is going to be like one of the best defensive guards in the NBA in a few years. And if the Sixers just don't capitalize when he's still around, it's going to be really sad. They're going to trade him to the Thunder, Chris. So you'll be extra. I, you know, he'll do really well there. He's going to do well somewhere. Um, All right. That, that, I would take Isaiah Joe back. Would you trade Isaiah Joe for? No, Springer's no, going to be better. No, it's, it's you think Springer's going to be better than Isaiah Joe? 100%. 
I I kind of tend to agree. Yeah. Okay. Joe's kind of streaky. All right. For me, um, the player of the game is Pat Beverly for sticking up for Petrusev. So that's that's me. I'm gonna go there. All right, Chris. What is it, Paul Reed? Your I said player? Jaden Springer already. Oh, you said okay. So you and your <laughs> I agree. Okay. Springer and Reed, they tied first place. All right, so oh, let's gosh. take it to the most popular topic on the uh, on the Sixers Sense podcast for the past six months. Um, James Harden update. So yeah, as Lucas kind of teased, he uh, Monday he I guess Sunday no Monday he was not at practice. Tuesday they had off, and then today he skipped. And it reports are that he's back in Houston. Uh, disappointed that the uh, conversations with the Clippers have kind of fallen apart. The Clippers have taken Terrence Mann off the table. So is a trade still possible at this point? We'll go to Uriah first. Yeah, I think as we can tell from his antics in China and getting on the microphone and denigrating the character of the Sixers president and the party where he hired people to hold up signs, blasting Daryl Morey, this guy will go to no end to get what he wants. Right now he's playing good soldier, but I don't I don't see a trade happening anytime soon, and it's going to get real uncomfortable in his words. Yeah. Chris? I got to say, like, credit to James. He's done all, all the stuff that Uriah just noted is objectively, like, extremely funny. He's he's doing it in at least an entertaining way. Um, yeah. Is a trade possible? I Of course. Like, it's going to happen eventually. Like, it's it's going to happen. But it's, is it going to happen this week? Maybe not, because the Clippers are... We can talk about what the Clippers are doing or, you know, Clippers are just being ridiculous and dumb, honestly. But um, I do think it will happen eventually. One side's going to budge. It'll probably be the Clippers once they realize that Terrence Mann is a 27-year-old role player and not that special. Um, then the trade will happen. And that's what I expect. doesn't feel like he's 27. He, I thought he was like... Literally yeah, his awesome. birthday was today. He's yeah, I, I realize like, not that. Not even this young prospect. I don't know what the Clippers are doing. If we want to get into it, like, well, happy Terrence birthday, Mann. Terrence Mann. Chris is Terrence tearing Mann, you down. A first round pick and a pick swap is like a complete bargain bin price for a top twenty player. That is just so. Is ridiculous. he a top twenty player though, Chris? That is such a be, hot take. Is he a top twenty player? On their knees, begging Philly to take that deal. What are they doing? You have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George both on the wrong side of thirty. You haven't done anything the past few years in the playoffs. You're running out of time. It's James Harden. What are you doing? It's like Terrence Mann is the guy you're going to let it like get caught up on? Really? What are you doing? Like You, you know, really think James Harden makes that difference? Yes. He, what are we talking about? He's I don't know, man. He averaged 22, 11, and 6 on like 61 true shooting last year. He's an amazing player. I don't know, Chris. He if only showed up in two out of like seven playoff banana, games. So to speak, of course he makes a difference. He makes you're gonna have much more of a two difference of... than Terrence Mann. I can guarantee you that. Okay, but you're going to have two of the worst like playoff people who shun away. Playoff P, Paul George, and Harden. Yeah, Harden had two 40-point games in the Celtics series. Kawhi. What were the other five games? One of the great playoff performers ever. Paul has had some great games too. Like that stuff tends to get overblown. I the injury stuff is real, but you have to take the risk if you're like actually serious about winning and you're the Clippers and you want to make this thing happen. You clearly don't have a good enough team right now. Of course, James gives you a better chance. Like even if you're like, oh, he's only a top 30, 40 player now instead or whatever. Of course, he gives you a better chance than Terrence Mann and Marcus Morris in a. 28 pick that may or may not be good. Like, come on. Clippers are like, I agree with Daryl Murray. Clippers are being completely unserious. It's just ridiculous. Well, the thing is, the Clippers don't have the... uh, In his defense, the Clippers don't have to bet against... They're they're not, you know, betting against themselves. And that's fine. And they won't have James Harden on opening night. That's their choice. 
that's their choice. And maybe they feel better with Russell Westbrook than you do. I don't know. All right. They're stupid. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> that's their right. Wow. Okay. Well, Lucas, you, you think the trade's happening? Uh, not with L.A. I, I think we're going to have to wait and see what other teams emerge at the early parts of the season. I think that's that's our best bet because, I mean, last couple of stars that have asked for trades like, you know, Donovan Mitchell wanted to go to the Knicks, didn't happen. Damian Lillard wanted to go to the Heat, didn't happen. It doesn't seem like most of these stars, I mean, Kevin Durant being the lone exception, get what they want anymore, which is fine. I'm actually OK with that. That makes it more fun. But I don't know who's going to pop up. I'm thinking I'm hoping maybe Chicago gets nervous or maybe Toronto decides to blow things up. Who knows? Maybe even maybe even Houston gets back into the mix if they start out slow and they, they want to compete. Who knows? Yeah. But, right. yeah it's not happening with Here's the my thing about Houston is. Amon Thompson is going to be better than Fred VanVleet, like in the next two years. Uh, he? I I think that Fred VanVleet's barely a top one hundred player. Yeah, I I get like maybe Harden said some ridiculous stuff about being a scoring champion or whatever, but he's mm-hmm. like way better than Fred VanVleet, and Amon Thompson's going to be a stud. So I don't know if they made the right choice there. Is my views on Houston? Mm. Well, he talked well, himself out of, of Houston. Maker. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Speaking of Houston, he that's where James Harden is currently residing, it seems like, for the past three days. Um, so, Chris, I'm going to go to you. Do you think this is going to get uglier? And also, the Sixers apparently are going to wait to talk to him to determine if they're going to find him. So, will they find him? Uh, it definitely seems like that's where this is going. Um, you know, barring some previously undisclosed information, it doesn't seem like he has a reason to be gone other than being upset with the team that's that's what's been reported so i also tend to agree with the report that like he should probably be more upset that the clippers are not willing to trade terrence Mann for him than he should be at the sixers for not trading him for a bucket of like garbage but um yeah i you know i do think it'll get uglier it you know we probably shouldn't have thought he was just going to show up and play his hardest for half a season until he gets traded like that has never been his approach to this situation in the past surprise surprise it's not his approach to this situation now um he clearly like hates daryl Morey with a passion whether he should or not is up for debate but clearly he is just doesn't like the guy anymore so um i definitely think this is probably not gonna get better how about you uri I think he's just in Houston because Philly nightlife just can't hang with Houston and <laughs> he wants to be able to enjoy his time off spiting Daryl Morey. I can't disagree with Chris as much as I love to disagree with Chris and I miss this. Ugh, I miss disagreeing with Chris. I think he's right. Harden is uh, it's just not going to get any better than what it is. And it's going to take a really bold GM to take on Harden after all the trouble that he's put the Sixers nets in Houston through. And then I had a debate with this someone recently. It's like, why would someone want to pay that much money for Harden? Especially if you have a winning culture, like maybe a losing team might have the money or the cap space, but I just think it's, we we're not in a position, at least not a good position to trade Harden right now. Lucas. Look, um, it's going to get uglier, like maybe even fat suit ugly. I don't know. We'll see. I, I think that would be a mistake. Of course, then again, James Harden Uh-oh. doesn't do what's what's in his best interest. He does what he wants to do because in his best interest would be to stay with the Sixers because they can pay him the most and he's a natural fit with Joel. But now it's going to get ugly, and I believe that they will find him based off of what Maury said in, in training day. He said they'll treat James like any other player that does not report. I suspect that that's the approach that they'll take. I honestly think if this gets ugly, you know, and, you know, Tyrese Maxey has the breakout season that I suspect, and I think most of us here suspect that he will, that maybe they're willing to let James sit. And then what happens? Who knows? Well, that's what I want to know. How does this end, Lucas? 
I I don't have a good answer. I don't know because James Harden is such a wild card. I don't have a good answer for you. All right, Chris, you got one? Yeah, I mean, it uh, it ends with him getting traded to the Clippers in like two weeks. <laughs> I I mean, I just don't. I I think there should be more teams willing to beat that like crappy offer, but it just clearly there isn't right now. No one. No one wants James Harden. I like understand why, even though I think a lot of teams are being ridiculous. Like Minnesota doesn't have any draft picks to trade after the Gobert thing, but Minnesota should be trying to get James Harden. I don't think Chicago really needs to do anything like that, but like the Bulls are just stuck in no man's land. Anything's better than what's going on in Chicago right now. Like other teams should be willing to at least engage with the possibility of trading for James Harden. You know, but yeah, I think, I think at some point, I think the Clippers are going to have to budge on the whole like Terrence Mann thing, or they're going to offer a second pick because he is still James Harden. And that's when the deal will happen. Uriah, how do you think this ends? I think the only team outside of the Clippers that have a chance at winning uh, at least postseason aspirations this year outside of the Clippers who have been on the radar for Harden is I think Miami. I'm going to take a flyer on this one because they're, they've already made it clear that they're willing to part ways with Tyler Hero and whatever picks that they have. Look, Heroes was six man of the year. He's a bucket, right? Imagine him and Uber mm-hmm. on the same team. That's crazy, right? <laughs> but but I, I, I do think I do think that somehow, some way, he could end up in Miami because Miami's the only franchise that has that has the culture. There's that buzzword to to keep him in shape. And plus, Jimmy Butler would not let him Two come points. down there. Two points. Miami nightlife with James Harden <laughs> is, a, is a risk. I considered that. Second I considered point. that. Are the Sixers ready to lose to Jimmy Butler and James Harden in the playoffs? <laughs> wow, really that would that? be painful. Mm. That would be. But the don't fans tease me with the, don't tease me with the best backcourt in the league of Hero and Ubre. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Go Thunder. Um. <laughs> uh, look, I actually agree with Lucas's point earlier. I do not think he's going to the Clippers. I think he's going to get traded, but I don't think it's the Clippers. They clearly have been going at this long enough, and if the Clippers were serious enough, I think it would have happened. And I agree that it's probably going to be an underperforming team in the first month or two. That's like, man, we got to shake it up. And I think he's going to go somewhere else. Look, Dame wanted to go to Miami forever. And it was like, all right, he's going to be in Miami at the start of training cab. It was just like assumed. And he ended up in Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Like they don't have to do right by James. They a lot less than Portland had to do right by Dame. So well, I do not think he ends up in LA. I agree. But like Dame had other teams interested in him. That just doesn't seem to be the case with James. It's no, but like- it will be in a month or two. And that's probably what the Sixers hope. And it, but if he doesn't play, it's going to be a bit harder to. I mean, they were able to move Ben, and Ben there. didn't play. Sure, but that was only when James demanded so, a trade. So, so, so you wait for another disgruntled right star. Yeah, trade value was. You you can definitely wait for another disgruntled star. They they always yeah, yeah. But Ben was is worth more. Was worth more at that time than James is right now. Not a lot of teams with a disgruntled star are going to want to trade for 34-year-old James Harden and just, like, stay afloat. Well, well, I mean, was you it the wise to trade decision? For okay, but let, let me ask what you this. What star is going to get disgruntled, and what team with a star that gets disgruntled is going to want James Harden? Like, but, where okay, is that Chris, happening? Chris, Chris, let's, let's roll back. Was it really the best move to trade for a disgruntled James Harden when you had a disgruntled Ben or trade for a young Tyrese Halliburton can you imagine a backcourt of Halliburton That's and Maxi? Completely, no one's trading Tyrese Halliburton for James Harden. It's they, wait, they did. They were it's, that it's was the incredible. rumors. That was the rumors. They, that was the rumor at the time. But James has not been. No one is making that offer for James. All right, Chris, you're telling me that that it's harder to move. You're hyping up. You were hyping up James Harden. Ben at the Simmons. Of this no, 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 no. Ben Simmons when he was traded had a higher trade value than James Harden does right now. I think that the last memory of Ben Simmons was passing up a dunk over Trey Young. I know. And you think he had guys I don't agree. You guys mm. just said they were offering Tyrese Halliburton and picks. No one is making that offer for James Harden. I didn't they say that. Terrence Mann and picks. 
They can't get Terrence Freaking Man in the package. It's just an objective, like, look at what was offered for each player. Ben's value was higher. Should it have been higher? That's up for debate, but it was. It's, I don't know that Ben's was. value is higher. I don't agree that the Tyrese Halliburton was, like, unequivocally on the table. I'm not confident that that was okay. the case. And so I think he was only going to Brooklyn. And why did Brooklyn give up so much? Because Harden was not so much to that team. Like, he was pissed to be there. Brooklyn got Ben multiple picks to, like, rotation players. Philly was giving up stuff to get James. That's just not what James's value is right now. So did the Aren't... Sixers overpay to get James then? Have we not? Has there not been a report that basically said Halliburton was on the table? I feel like we've seen that. Yeah, I, I remember. I yeah, but verified. But Maury denied it. And even this if summer. it wasn't, Fox was definitely on the table. Fox, no one's offering a player of Fox's caliber at that time, especially not now. For James, it's just not so, so out there. Chris, Chris, my question is: Was James overvalued? Did we overpay for James Harden then? No. Are you, you sure? Talk to James for the two weeks leading up to free agency. Forget the like tampering. You lose a second round pick or whatever. You should just talk to the guy like every other team operates. I, I, I don't really know. I understand that Daryl is like an analytics. He doesn't like consider emotions. But you just talk to the guy. The fact that uh, James referred to this as a. Uh... The Sixers wanted to pay James. James wanted to re-sign in Philly once Houston fell through. But the Sixers blew it because they wanted to squeeze every bit of leverage out of it that they could. And Daryl didn't talk to the guy. And now he doesn't trust Daryl, which I kind of understand from James's perspective. And the Sixers shot themselves in the foot. And James is probably not doing stuff that's necessarily in his best interest now. But, like, this is where we are. I, you have to make the trade for James every day of the week. Like I said earlier, there's risk in every trade. It can always go downhill, but um, yeah, no, you still had to make that trade every day of the week. Well, look, I'll All just right. say this as a, as a guy that when, when James uh, was asked about Maury recently, he said it's it's like a failed marriage. Once it's that trust is broken, it can't be repaired. As somebody that has experienced a failed marriage, let me just say if that is how he feels. There's no way this will ever, ever, ever get worked out. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that seems really bleak, and I'm sorry, but it's the truth. All so, right. Well, Lucas, take us to your take us to the top 100. Uh, yeah, let's just go ahead and change the subject after that one, guys. I'm sorry. Um, yeah. No. So, top 100 reaction. Me and Jonathan covered most of this last week, but uh, we did not get to cover the Joel uh, portion. So, just to recap... Tobias 183, Harden mm. 143, and mm. J- Tyrese 142. Mm. I can imagine that Chris strongly disagrees with this, but how do you guys feel about this? Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big money at when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uriah? Uriah? No. Yeah, Uriah first, then I'll let you go first. Uh, I don't know. It's just strange to see Maxi higher than Harden. Is it know. accurate in your opinion? <laughs> strange is, it, is a word. Is, is, it ac- is it accurate? Wow. Oh, man. Oh. I, I don't know. I think Harden... Imp- I think maybe impacts the game more, even though Maxie's a better shooter. So I think that alone, because he can average a double-double and Maxie can't, I think that should make him higher. Mm. Uh, I'm not saying Harden should be like 
in the 30s, but higher than Maxi. I agree with Harris. Yeah, he's not top 20. No, no, I agree with that. Harris, I think, is fine where he is, but but yeah, that's my take. Okay. All right, Chris. Okay. Yeah, James Harden <laughs> was like unanimously top 10 on most MVP ladders last year. James was amazing last season. He was very, very, very good for a 54 win team. He's he was significantly better than Maxi last season. If we're just projecting a drop off, okay, I don't feel like that's what's happening. Like, I understand that we we all think Maxi's going to take a leap. I do too, but like, I don't expect James to get significantly worse. It's going to happen eventually. He's getting older every year, but like, the gap was pretty wide last year between where James was and where Tyrese was, and I think Tyrese will make it smaller this year. But I I think it's a bit ridiculous to have Maxi over James. I think Maxi should be in the top thirty still, at mm. least. Harden should. So so, Jonathan, what do you think? Well, we've already talked about our opinion. Yeah, we don't need yeah. to rehash this. Uh, um, so, Tobias should not be in the top 100. And ooh, um, ooh, we'll move ooh. on now. There we go. There we go. That's um, what I was waiting for. I knew that was that's coming. That's not true. Tobias is a top 100 it's, player currently in the league. It, I, I need to, like, revisit my list. But I, I'm skeptical. I'm actually recreating a list for the Sixer Sense right now. I, I'm at, like, 50. How long? Four? Over or under two years until Springer passes Tobias is my question. Over. Over. We'll see. Okay. All <laughs> right. <laughs> You're probably right. It might take three or four years, but, like, it'll happen. I All right. Well, uh, yes, because eventually Tobias has to retire and he's 30. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, it's going to happen eventually. Yeah, come on, Chris. All right. Fine. Okay. Two years. I'll <laughs> double down. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Thank you, Chris. We we How missed this. Paul is better. Like, this year, maybe? Did you just say Paul Reed is better? No, Chris. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, not yet, but one day. One day. All right. Well, of course, the real controversy comes here. Joel Embiid is not number one. He's not number two. He's number three on ESPN's top 100. I'm going to go to Jonathan first. Jonathan, how do you feel about this? Honestly, I think this is right. I think Mm. uh, he falls at three this year. Like, going into the season, that's fine. He got his MVP. I think right now he is probably going into the season the third third best player we just saw Jokic dominate throughout the playoffs as Chris will probably attest to um Giannis is going to be even better with Dane by his side so I think this is fair Uriah yeah I agree it's fair and I'll concede that to Chris I'm sure he's waited all summer for me to say this to his face or straight to him mm-hmm. Jokic is he is a uh, he's a better player than Joel Embiid. How did that hurt a lot, saw, Uriah? Not at all, because <laughs> I was I was like I was pleasantly surprised, and I think that whatever defensive deficiencies I was preaching about last year, it's overshadowed by the cheer dominance of his passing, rebounding, shooting. He was doing stuff that Embiid can't even do in the first round of a playoff series. Let's just call it what it is. Mm. So he rose to the occasion, and I think Joel is where he should be on this list. So, Chris, I bet you feel mm-hmm. so much better after hearing that from Uriah. How do, how, you, you, do you believe that Joel should be third? Yeah, well, look, I mean, I obviously I've been um, correct about Jokic for a while now. Oh, so. my gosh. Don't be, a, don't be a sore winner. Be don't one. be a sore like, winner. Jokic Act like you've been there, Chris. For some reason. <laughs> I have been there. That's the whole point. <laughs> so, Anyways, Jokic <laughs> should be number one over Giannis. A. B. Um, yeah, three is fine for Joel. I would like, you know, I love Joel. He's the MVP. He's an amazing player. I have no complaints about him being at three. Uh like the next 12 guys behind him have all done more in the playoffs, but that's like mostly due to injuries. So he sort of gets a pass for that, I guess. Um, I'd probably put like Steph and Luca, at least in the conversation, but I, I, it's hard to like really disagree strongly with Joel at number three. 
Yeah, look, for me, it could be two or three. I think Jokic has proven that he's the best player in the NBA right now. Giannis, it's it's I feel like it's coin toss for me for Giannis and Joel. It's it's close enough to where I think the, winning the MVP this year gave me the little push for Joel that I needed. Plus, Joel looked pretty good in matchups against Giannis this past year, so there's that too. So, um, yeah, that's. I mean, like, look, it's a coin toss. I'm okay with him being at three. I, I'm okay with him being at two. I think it just I, depends on your preference. I just want to say this. All the stuff that Jokic did in the playoffs to get everyone finally on board with him being better than Joel, he did that in the regular season, too. It wasn't new. It didn't come out of nowhere. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm just saying. I do, rec- I do recall a one-on-one matchup where Embiid, Pretty much dominated Jokic, so <laughs> don't don't come at us with regular season if if your guy's gonna play like that against his rival or okay, okay. MVP Again, rival. One one regular season game is not a big enough sample size to build a case. That's that's fair. Then I think that's why they trained in uh, Colorado for training camp. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah. You don't see the Nuggets coming up to Camden to. Training, whoa, you know, get close whoa. to the tree. Well, no, it's altitude training. It's nothing to do. Where did that come from? So that Jewel can play. They oh. went to Colorado to motivate themselves for the that was like it's altitude training. Chris, I read that's why altitude- they did it. Okay, that's why they did it. They had to get permission from the Nuggets to go train out there. I'm just no, saying. they didn't. They didn't they have did. permission they from did. the Nuggets. They did. did. From the I'm Nuggets? The it's Nuggets like have the whole in their... state of Colorado? Crawling up to Denver. That doesn't make they sense. Can train in the... They weren't in Denver. Colorado. They were in Boulder. Yeah, that doesn't even make sense, Chris. What are you talking about? All right. Anyway, Denver doesn't anyway. own the state of Colorado. I think they... I, 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 guys, okay. This okay. this is not... This is small potatoes. We don't need to argue over I'm this. Sorry. Okay. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's okay. We're moving on. <laughs> And well, we're actually going to yeah, take a so, look back. Because now... Yeah, before we close out the podcast, oh. why don't we take a look back at the 300 episodes? Obviously, we haven't all been here for all of them. Specifically, I am much newer than you guys. And uh, I think Chris and Lucas, you were on before Uriah was as well. So we'll just go bounce around the roundtable. Uh, we can... Do you want me to go one at a time, Lucas? Or just sure. put them all out there? All right, you let's can... just get like initial thoughts on 300 episodes. What, what are your guys' thoughts? Chris and Lucas. Uh, I guess for me, it's just the, what's all changed for us as individuals, and you know, as in the Sixers too. I mean, us as individuals. Chris, it was what the spring of 2019 when we started this. Yeah, I mean, I don't even think I was working the first couple episodes. I think it was you and uh, Jax, right? Yeah. Yeah. So Chris actually was yeah. the initial OG here. I just came on a couple. I think I came on like in episode in the teens or the twenties. But um, no, I I mean, look, we were at different points in our life. Chris was just starting out college. I was still married at the time. Um, let's see. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like no, I'm just saying. Like now, look at us. Like uh, you know, I'm teaching. Chris is writing for you know full time writer. Um, and, you know, it's just in the Sixers were in a completely different pace. 2019, that was the Jimmy Butler year. So it's just it's crazy how things changed over the last. Couple yeah, years. you're right. What about yeah. you? Any initial thoughts? All I remember is when I started writing for the site. I listened to Chris and Lucas and they had great conversation. They knew their stuff. The quality is a little shaky. So I reached out and I said, hey, can I help you out? I do voiceovers. And Chris was like welcoming with open arms, and but Lucas, he was. I was like, a little hesitant. I didn't know. Lucas I didn't like, know you. Who is I, this guy, and what's his I mean, motive? Look, I, did, I didn't know you, Uriah. You were <laughs> now he's new. my best friend. Yeah, we we are good buddies. We are good buddies. We, we talk we, every we, week. We probably call each other at least yeah. once a week on the phone, right? Yeah. Look, all I know is uh, whenever we had Jonathan on as a guest, we would get like so many hits and comments. So Jonathan is doing more than a great job stepping up and all i know is i i my life is better because of 
hanging with you guys. So. Well, Uriah, you you asked me if you could put a little spiel in for your new project, and I feel like now is an appropriate time because you just talked about how your life's so much better now. No, no, so. no. I want. I'll save that for the end. We're still reminiscing. Okay, okay. okay. Like I'm curious. Right, Chris, what, sorry, like, I didn't mean to episode. cut you off. Yeah. No. No, that was all very, very good. I, I don't, you know, I, I think you guys hit all the major points. It's really just a feeling of appreciation for you guys and, and for all the people who tune in every week and, and listen to the show. Um, obviously, John, you've done a great job while I was there since I, I've been gone. When you were a guest before that, you, you've always been great. So I, I know the pod's in good hands with, with you and Lucas. Uriah was such a huge help um, during his time with us. Uh, so, yeah, it's just a lot, a lot of appreciation. And it, it's pretty yeah, amazing no. that it's made it to 300. Hopefully we can get 300 more in. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I just want to, I mean, echo what you guys said, honestly, like, appreciate the kind words, but absolutely set up from you. Like, Chris and Lucas, you guys taught me so much when I started coming on to write. Like, when I hopped on the podcast for the first time, it was like the coolest thing ever. And and honestly, you guys just taught me how to write, how to edit, like, were there for me since the beginning. And then, yeah, when Uriah, when you left, like, those educational things and teaching me how to do the podcast was Oh, I can't even tell you how helpful. Like I, I felt like you fast tracked me so much, and, and just listening to how you started because I started ho- like at first hosting for Chris and Lucas, and just going back and listening to the podcast about how you did it. Because I got to tell you, we got so many comments after you left. Just people were like, "Give some credit to your eye, shout them out." So uh, that was absolutely you guys really? set us up. Wow. So yeah, no, some there was a comment on one of our uh, podcast episodes that was like. Like you guys said, thanks to Uriah so quickly. Like you, just, we needed more. Uh, you guys need to talk about him more. He did so much for the podcast. So um, this is the yeah. first time I heard about that. Why didn't you tell me? I don't know, man. I saw a comment and I was. It was like the first time I hosted, and I was like, yeah. I was like, whoa, all right. Like I'll uh, give it back to Uriah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no but way. yeah, that was no way. Stop. That, yeah, that was great. But so I, I'd like to see you guys. Let's go around again, roundtable for favorite taker topic and, and maybe favorite episode. Ooh, okay. I, I guess I'll go first again. Um, favorite taker topic. I always loved our Joel and Jokic debates. Those, those, those were yep. my favorite ones. <laughs> Especially when Uriah and Chris got into it, because I just liked listening to them, honestly. Go at it. Because Uriah was like the super fan, and Chris is the most one of the most analytical guys I know. And it just and I, I always thought of myself as the guy that did the in-between stuff, you know, was a little bit analytical, was a little bit fandom. And I always just loved listening to both sides of it. And I'm not going to lie, most of the time I, I sided with Uriah, but, you know, there were times that I also sided with Chris. At least I felt like I did. Mm-hmm. If I didn't, Chris, I'm sorry. It's okay. Who is <laughs> But, uh, you know, those were always fun topics. And the other, probably my other fun thing to do was to go back and forth with Chris on Raul Neto and Trey Burke, who now neither are officially in the NBA. God bless. Hell, Neto. <laughs> Neto, that was your boy. What a guy. Do, do you know that was my first article for the site ever? Was what? Are, can Raul Neto, Neto, Neto or Trey Burke play in the postseason? I think I You know what? It. I remember I, I that being have your it in my room. <laughs> I, I have it in that. my room, man. That's Yo, great. That's crazy. And for well, those that don't know, I brought in Jonathan because he was covering college hoops. And me and him met at a fan sided meetup, which was like one of the few they ever actually had in person. And it was at oh yeah at Xfinity, yeah it was at Chickies in Philly, and uh, if you've been in Philly, you know where Chickies is, isn't that right, Uriah? Well, there's quite a few Chickies. Okay, the one near the South Philly one. Yeah, the the one that mean you went to. Yeah, the South Philly one. Yeah, South Philly one. So you know, and that's and I got him interested in coming on, and I'm glad that me and him met up there. That was that was yeah that was a lot of fun. Chris Uriah, favorite take topic episode. Uriah. Oh, mine was one of them. I guess favorite topic was uh, not to get serious on everyone, but you know, during COVID, it was kind of crazy, and it got even crazier with some of the 
social unrest in the country after um, George Floyd was killed. Are you going to mention the Keith Pompey one? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It was, yeah, that it was, was like Lucas, one. me, Chris couldn't make it, and then Keith Pompey. And it, it just felt like, all right, we're basketball people, but we're part of a, a bigger conversation, bigger than basketball. And I, I feel like we all tried to bring some maybe a little bit of, I guess, cooler heads to the situation socially because everyone was in uproar. But but I think that was an interesting uh, episode. And then I'll say one more. The one where Chris, it was just me and Chris. It was after the Sixers were eliminated by the Hawks. And we, we got on and we were speechless. We we both were like waiting on each other to say something because we didn't know what to say. And then remember, Chris, I said that would be the last time Ben Simmons played for the Sixers. And yeah. I was right about that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was going to be my favorite episode as well. That's one that I very vividly remember. I was house-sitting <laughs> for my uncle. So I was by myself in a strange house after the Hawks won <laughs> Game 7. And I had to get on and talk about it with Uriah. It was a very interesting night. Um, yeah. Uh, favorite. I forget topic. why I couldn't come. I, I think Lucas kind of stole my favorite topic, too. I've always enjoyed the Jokic stuff. I know I really leaned into it, you know. Not to say I was vindicated, but uh, it's always been nice to have those conversations. Um, I've always enjoyed talking about OKC, too. I, I tend to shoehorn that in as much as that I was fun. That was That's a good fun. bit um, that I've developed. Yeah. Um, Springer, B-Ball Paul, all the classics. Got to shout them out as well. Zaire Smith? Wasn't uh, Zaire Smith Zaire on that Smith, rotation for a little Zaire. bit? Zaire. Zaya. Uh, who knows what could have been if it wasn't for that sesame oil. Um, and yeah, Ooh. shout out to Howell Neto. Uh, what a yeah. dude. I think the Howell Neto uh, um, Trey Burke thing was amazing. That was definitely one of my favorite. But I got to say, uh, yeah, towards the end when Chris was like about to start transitioning, his his bit, as he just called it, with the Oklahoma City Thunder was like by far my favorite. He would put in Go Thunder at the end instead of Go Sixers of the podcast. Um, and man, I think Lucas and I were just like sick of it trying to uh, go back and forth. But it, mine was definitely my favorite was when this was like slightly turning into an Oklahoma City Thunder podcast. Oh, I and, remember uh, that episode. Yeah, that was a good th- one. Those were just like really good times. So, well, I- I'll sure. say I'll say for my favorite episode and go, kind of going into the next one was actually the one that we had Adam Al Malumon on. The first one that we oh, had. He was hilarious. I died laughing that podcast. Adam Malamat was my favorite guest. I, I love all my guests, and I have a lot of good friendships with all my guests, but Adam was the funniest. I don't think I ever laughed that hard on the podcast for that much. He was he was funniest. Who do you think was the second funniest? Who, the second funniest? My boy, yes. Daryl Reynolds. Yes, yes. My boy, Daryl Reynolds was the second funniest. Oh, my remember gosh. I, I need to do you remember I tried? I was trying to explain Ben Simmons in football terms, uh-huh. and I was, I was using the whole idea of uh, Ben Simmons is a running back that refuses to block for his quarterback. And before I put before I put that out there, I was asking Daryl hypothetically. I was like, I was like, what's the job of a running back? And he he just really got cerebral. and was like, run the damn ball. <laughs> and, and that wasn't what I expected. So, like, just his candor and and his his playfulness on the mic was was enjoyable. Yeah, Daryl was always a fun guest. Uh, we've had a lot of good guests. Let's. Yeah, Chris, Uriah, you guys got any uh, yeah. favorite guests? Uh, I would shout out and kind of shoehorn into the most entertaining guest conversation. I enjoyed when Spike Eskin came oh, up. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Jimmy Butler. Oh, that was definitely. Nice. Definitely. That was quite enjoyable. Um, obviously, like having Jim Minum on the podcast was a very cool moment for all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Derek Bodner on at one time. He, he's obviously a very knowledgeable guy. So we, we've had a lot of great guests. Yeah. No, I mean, let's. Uh, there have been a lot. Um, a lot, yeah. How about Duwani? We, we've about had Duwani. Painted, Oh, yeah, Damani. That's, oh, and don't forget about uh, Miss Maury. Yeah, uh, Karen Maury. She came on and she was talking about her, her NYU experience and doing uh, films, which I know Chris could relate to but 
but yeah, Duwani, she was the first. We were the first podcast for her before anybody. Same else. thing for uh, yeah. uh, for uh, Maury too. I wonder how she feels about uh, to 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 uh, now that he's gone. I wonder if she still uh, think he's a. Uh, she can good, still good. follow him on one of those social media things. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. No, Whatever I. She... Chris said Jim Lynham. That I think hearing Jimmy Lynham tell the the story about how he was at dinner with Brett Brown. Yeah, that was. And cool. Brett Brown told him at dinner, "I'm going to start Ben Simmons at the one." I thought that was one of the coolest stories that any guest ever told us because it was coming from him you know like mm-hmm. he can't make this stuff up he wouldn't so so yeah coach Lynham was awesome yeah no for sure for sure and while we never yeah, I mean, had I... an actual player on the podcast we've we've uh chris especially has we, we've communicated with some of the sixers players too yeah we have <laughs> yeah, chris chris <laughs> sure have. Boy, uh, has he messaged you since <laughs> has he messaged what? What am I? What am I missing? Oh, that's right. Oh, we're not going to talk when that happened. We didn't bring we'll it up on the to, podcast, but we'll a player DM'd a player DM'd Chris and was not happy. Really? Yeah. Really? Oh. It was dirt. It was right before the playoffs. And Chris no was, hints. Okay. No, fine. Ooh, we're not going to hit that. I'm going to talk off the cool air. Dude. I have nothing against this player. He's oh boy. <laughs> like no, that like, was so he, funny. That was funny. Like genuinely, was very nice about it. Uh, Like, hundred percent serious. If he's listening, which he's probably not. (laughs) I mean, look, he 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 reached out to you before. So yeah, that was funny. That's gonna be Jonathan next. I was not around for uh, guests really. I think that we had Josh Reynolds on recently, Lucas. I thought that was really fun, but yeah, I mean, I haven't been around for. Don't forget about Noah Levick. Oh, yeah, Noah. Yeah, Noah. sorry, I have. Noah, Noah was I think, was our first guest ever, right, Chris? Yeah, I think so. I think so, yeah. Noah, Noah's yeah. been with the – no, Daryl was and then Noah. You're My bad. Daryl, then Noah. Yeah, that so was – So, cool, cool story. I was at the Sixers practice facility last year, or at, actually in the spring, covering uh, this media event with the chant- – uh, 82 championship team. So I'm, I'm in the facility and I see James Harden running uh, up and down the court. I'm like two feet from Tyrese Maxey, who's pretty tall, by the way, he's six, three. Uh, so I'm, I'm here in the arena and they're practicing and I bump into Noah Levick and all the other media members. So it was, and it, just seeing him face to face, same thing with uh, Lucas, same with thing with um, Keith Pompey. I, I yeah. like, saw them in person and it was just good catching up with them. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Um, you know, one guest that I would like to have on at some point, uh, Kyle Newbeck. I don't think he's covering right. Philly sports anymore, but uh, he was he was definitely a long time cover of Philly voice. And I, I would definitely be interested in having him on. They started their own thing. It was him, I think him? Rich Hoffman and yeah. Devon Gibbons. They they eat. They all left the big media platforms and created their own thing. Okay, definitely got to reach out at some point. I will say one one more thing that I uh, thought was one of the greatest topics we did, obviously, was I think the most passionate that I got and maybe a few others on the podcast got was with the Ben Simmons stuff. So I know that oh, was yeah. like, we talked about that every podcast. I mean, I know we're doing that now with Harden, but I think that was the topic that got people fired yeah, up. Yeah, but so. we weren't, we're not oh, nearly yeah. as passionate about Harden as we are. I mean, Chris mm-hmm. was today, but like, I mean. I just want to point out again that Lucas drafted Ben Simmons in fantasy basketball. And you drafted James Harden, so I don't want to hear I've never said anything bad about James. He's a great player. He's a good player. I'm not saying that he wasn't a good player. I think he's being a diva right now. He wasn't a good player, though. Okay. He wasn't, but I think he's having a bounce-back season this year, so I'm taking a flyer on him. And Lucas Lucas also, he also reunited Joel Embiid with... Benson yeah, I did. I team. did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what stood out yeah. to me. That was weird. <laughs> I did I'm that sorry, last guys. year, but it's okay. I was about to say, you drafted Ben last oh, yeah, year. Yeah, he but did. I was you really can't, the, like, you can't say anything. I was defending the guy. You, yes, you, you were defending him against me and Uriah, you but were you weren't defending negative. him as a whole. I was. I said no, he was you were. And that if he can get healthy, he'd be good again. 
Well, then I listened to your advice, and I'm just okay. taking a flyer. I'm glad okay? people are starting to do that. Oh my gosh! Okay. All right. Well, this was honestly this was a blast, and I hope I hope we don't need hundred episodes to get all four of us back on. But this is a really no. good time, and um, honestly, just really appreciate your eye and Chris coming on. I don't know if you had any final words. How about them films? What a group! Phillies, baby. To beat up I on honestly your thought Chris was going to say something about the Thunder. <laughs> um, I'm in mourning after the fantasy draft, so I'm gonna <laughs> wait till next podcast to recover. Um, well, next time we have you guys on, I think it should be when the James Harden trade happens. I think that right. sounds yeah. good. Jonathan, does that sound good to you? Um, <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. No. Yeah. I'll be there. For sure. All right, Jonathan. I think it's time for you to play us out. I want Chris too. This is this is a reunion episode. Your favorite uh, thing to do, Chris. Just don't say go thunder. I forgot something. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, Uriah. Yeah, you can do the real outro. Don't. Yeah, yeah. We're back. No, no, Chris is. <laughs> we never Chris, left. You're gonna have to do the <laughs> whole thing over again, Chris. You're gonna have to do the whole whole thing over again. So just so you know. That's fine. Um, we can't. So. Yeah, I know, right? So uh, thanks, Jonathan, for uh, letting me just share a project that I've been working on actually with Lucas. Lucas has been helping us out. Uh-oh. So there's a, um, well, let me start by asking Jonathan or Chris. Chris, when, when people are debating about the NBA, other than, you know, their favorite teams against other teams, what, what's the biggest debate that people go on and, and they get fired up about? Uh MVP. I guess. Right, MVP. What about eras? Would you say people sure. argue yeah. about? Yeah. Yeah. So Lucas goats, and I. Goats. Goats. Yeah. So Lucas and I, what we've mm. come together to do is we created a podcast. And what we do is we compare players of the past and players of the president, uh, present and not president. And it's called NBA Now and Then, The Greatest Comparisons. We will be launching on December 9th, which happens to be, I believe, the same day as the midseason play-in tournament championship. So we've been recording for the past, I guess, what, six, seven weeks, Lucas? It's been a long time, and my it's been back's not thankful for it. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> anyway, so we're almost done recording. We're going to uh, release it obviously on uh, Apple iTunes, Spotify, and all the good stuff. We will have a Patreon page. And we're trying to build our social media status. So if people out there listening want to follow us on Twitter or X, we're at NBA underscore now and then. We're on, uh, obviously, Instagram and Facebook. So, yeah, I hope you guys can follow us and, and check it out. Let us Shout know out to uh, Ben and Maurice as well. Yeah. Lucas, real quick, tell tell everyone some of the comparisons that we're doing. You want me to do the Patreon or non-Patreon? Uh, whatever you want. I'll do one you Patreon. No, you do you do some of the regular and then I'll do halt do the Patreon. All right. So our first regular one is Zach Levine versus well not versus, but compared to Vince Carter. We also have Meta World Peace compared to Draymond Green. Mm-hmm. Okay, you go ahead. I don't want to give out too many. No, no, it's no, it's okay to give out as many. So, so those we'll have our regular episodes, which are free. But then, if you really want to dive in to get into some juicy comparisons, we have comparisons like Joel Embiid to Hakeem Olajuwon, Isaiah Thomas, the '80s Isaiah Thomas, and Kyrie Irving, uh, Damian Lillard, Reggie Miller. I mean, we are we are bringing out blazing guns with these comparisons and what we do is we, we we've codified it so that we give a, a wide perspective on each player's career based on accolades experience background statistics that's lucas's thing and teammates we actually bring up some of the best teammates for our different players in the past and it really fleshes out to say like who really had a better career based on their teammates because all yeah. the help that they have. As so, Maurice always says, roster construction matters. Roster construction. So, so yeah, thanks for letting us plug that. And again, show us some love on social media and, and hopefully we'll uh, we'll get some support out there. Yeah. All right. Well, Chris, why don't you hit us with the outro? Again. Everyone should check that out. 
I cannot wait for the Chet Holmgren Wilt Chamberlain episode. Um, <laughs> as always, to our listeners, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Sixers podcast. Again, this is the 300th episode. That is pretty awesome. Um, again, as someone who is there for episode one, it has been a, a pretty wild and long journey, and we are just super thankful to all the listeners who have been there with us every step of the way. And we cannot wait for hopefully 300 more. Uh, so we, we are really appreciative of the listeners. As always, you can follow the Sixer Sense on Twitter and Facebook at Sixer Sense and check us out on the web at thesixersense.com. Um, yeah, until next time, go uh, go Sixers. And uh, we'll, we'll talk to you later. Bye, guys. See you. See you. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.